Welcome to the Keelhauled Podcast, the ultimate unofficial source of Sea of Thieves news. And we've got plenty of news in store, so tie yourself to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates! I hope you had yourself a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. Ahoy there, pirates. It is I, Captain Logan, your host of the Keelhauled Podcast, here to tell you the news for this last Sea of Thieves uh, week and, and what I think we're going to be dealing with in the future here. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on. going to be real honest about that. So I wanted to cover the patch notes, talk about the event and some feelings, how I'm doing with it, and see if that's something that you guys can resonate with. But before we get into that, I have to talk to you about the Patreons. This episode is made easy easier by the patrons who are supporting me. These are the captains and sailors who are giving their hard-earned cash, their gold, to help support me as the podcast maker and the Keelhauled podcast as a whole. So thank you to Chateau Neuf, Cloud, who is new to the patron, welcome, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Michael Ekezero, who is also new, and I found out uh, they prefer it this way. So, Michael, if I did it right, let me know. If not, I can always try and figure it out again. But uh, Xbox Mike29, Munchie, Regis Stella, TN Professor, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Fergatron, Skinny Matt, Straw Hack, Connor, Windsor, Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It means the world to me. Again, you have no idea how much this helped me uh, upgrade parts of my my experience this week. It's, I got a new microphone. I got the new mixer. Uh, it's been great. It's been helping a lot. So thank you for your support. If you want to support the Patreon, it helps a lot. Head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauledpod uh, or keelhauledpodcast, I think. And uh, the, the links are in the show notes if you want to do that. If not, head over to Apple. Um, Apple Podcasts, leave a review for folks who are uh, listening. They might be uh, wondering if this is still active, how the content is. Uh, a, re- a review over there goes a long way to help inform other pirates who are looking for Sea of Thieves content, just like you were at one time. So uh, that means the world to me. If not, just say hi. Say hi to me. I'd like that. But pirates, we've been talking too long. Let's get into the news. First up on today's docket, let's take a look at the patch notes that we got last week for a hotfix. Um, I have been playing a little bit of Sea of Thieves, and uh, I, I noticed prior to this update that um, things were a little rough. And by rough, I mean damn near impossible if you were a solo sloop trying to take down Flameheart during the week of Ghost Ship uh, favor rewards for this event, and uh, you couldn't scoop or bail water. And yeah, that was rough. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Trying to bail when you think you're bailing and you realize you aren't actually throwing the water out when you go to, or you can't actually scoop it and you have to like try and scoop it twice, especially when you can't double bucket anymore. Um, that's, that's rough, but you know what? That's all behind us. That's behind us. That's in the past because the latest update came in. It was a hot fix. Um, They took down the servers for an hour or two, and uh, I'm glad that they did so because uh, thankfully this latest patch note fixes uh when you use a bucket while sprinting uh while we'll we'll now instantly wheel the bucket and allowing you to actually scooper bail so i i was having a lot of problems with this and i reached out on on discord to see if it was just me turns out this was a thing um some people just could not bucket and uh if if they had a crew it was great because they could relegate it to other people but um yeah if you're a solo slooper uh and you were running around trying to take out uh multiple ghost ships it was it was pretty rough it was it was definitely kind of rough to try and do that 
uh, without someone else trying to bail and bucket. We also found out that there was another bug that was going on uh, that was preventing people from being able to eat food. <laughs> if you had attempted to uh, eat food while sprinting, um, it would it wouldn't ready the food for you, allowing you to eat it. You just couldn't you couldn't do that. So the the patch notes uh, came out and, and addressed these two major issues, which don't seem bad, uh, you know, at, at the start, but man when when all you have is eat and to be able to save your ship um you realize how important bucketing working uh is is uh, a key factor in the game um the big thing though i think that, that came out with this and this is a very short patch uh but the big thing that came out was something that dealt with the sunken kingdom there was a fix that came out uh that fixed one of the journals the fourth journal in the shrine of the coral tomb and you may be wondering you know why is this a big deal well the the curse that is part of the update uh, was tied to these journals, and subsequently, the voyage to be able to do from Lorena was tied to be able to read all of these journals. And the fourth journal, uh, as I as I've heard, I've had to talk to people about this because when the event first came out, I went and did all the journals, and I I took my time and got through all the shrines. Uh, but not everyone takes it at the breakneck pace that I can. Uh, some people have other games that they have uh, to, to focus on, or some people just don't always get to play as much as um, I do. And, and I'm, I'm a pretty casual player for the most part, I would think. Uh, I, I would say, you know, actually, I will say this. Uh, actually, I'll talk about it afterwards. I'll, I'll tell you guys about a little thing I found out the other day. Um, but yeah, so the, the journal that is in the Shrine of the Coral Tomb can now be read properly. So you should be able to finish up the commendations that unlock the voyage for Lorena and be able to finish up the rest of the Sunken Kingdom stuff. Um, really glad to see that. Uh, one of the sad things that we found out that uh, the, the Bone Crusher trousers, um, that was one of the missing pieces out of the Bone Crusher set, which... If I'm being 100% honest, I never noticed. I never noticed that those were missing because, to be perfectly frank, the jackets in Sea of Thieves are so long, typically, that you really you really don't really see your pants. And in fact, most of the jackets in Sea of Thieves are actually longer than most of the dresses uh, or, or skirts in the, uh, in the in the game. So... Um, when they talked about bringing the Bone Crusher trousers back, I didn't notice, and they were available for uh, for for the beginning of this um, update, but they were selling it for one gold, which I thought was kind of a mea copa or a uh, an apology, if you will, uh, for the 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 piece being missing for so long. Um, that's not always the case. Uh, this time, they decided to correct the price. So what was was one gold is now 2,700 gold. Um, so uh, kudos to those who not only got the uh, the double credit for the, um, the Listerine bottles, uh, but also if you bought the Bone Crusher trousers uh, before this patch, you got them for a gold. And uh, now those are now counting as one Listerine bottle if you turn it in as opposed to two. And the Bone Crusher trousers are uh, 2,700 gold. Um, there's still some issues that they know about right now. Uh, ships have some fun physics. If you're getting attacked by Megalodon, I've seen a lot, a lot of funny clips on uh, Twitter and uh, Reddit from people who've been attacked by a Megalodon and subsequently thrown about uh, into the sea, which I, you know, it's, it's always fun. It kind of reminds me of the days when your ship would just shoot off into nowhere uh, after maybe hitting an island or just for unknown reasons. Um, the physics are always a fun thing about this game. Uh, I will say that right now with the the physics in the game, 
I have had uh, a heck of a time trying to get my sloop to sail straight when I center the, the post on the wheel. And I, I know you may be thinking like it's, it's always going to drift. It's drifting a lot. I don't know what it is. It didn't used to be this bad, but it is definitely drifting a lot. And I was hoping that this was something that might be taken care of in Insiders. Uh, I checked in Insiders and alas, sloops are still swaying uh, significantly on the seas. And that was unintentional alliteration. Now that I think about it, I'm not going to go back and edit that. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm really hoping that we can take another look. Maybe the the physics is what's causing this. Maybe the physics issues that they're they're running into is uh, causing the waves to push the sloop off course more more frequently, or just it has a, a heavier impact. But um, let me know. Let me know if this is something that you've noticed. Because uh, while I I think it's it's great that uh, that you know that the waves have an impact, um, it's really frustrating when you can at least expect that your sloop will go from point A to point B in a relatively uh, close course to where you set the wheel. Even if you adjust it just a little bit to, to account for the waves, um, you shoot off to an island, you go look for a skeleton captain for the event, and by the time you mermaid back, your ship is way off course. But the wheel is still in the same area that it's supposed to be. So I, I'm hoping that they get a chance to take a look at this. Maybe if they're listening, they can they can look into the physics, see if anything's been uh, changed. Um, I haven't noticed any anyone talking about it, uh, but if you have noticed it, I would love to find out. The last item on this update was one that we've probably seen for a long time. Uh, I know I've seen it for a long time and it's been a known issue for a long time and they're constantly trying to work on it, but it is ranged in melee hit detection. Um, I thought because it's such a low news uh, or a sh short news week, I'd, I'd take a moment to kind of talk about this from my personal perspective. Um, I'm not really happy with where the sword's at. Uh, I'm fine with where the where the ranged weapons are. I've, I've noticed that things are a little a little rough most of the time and I and I kind of attribute that just to the general state that that they're in. But uh, from what I understand, double gunning is still a, an issue, and, I, and I'm not referring to just equipping two guns. I am specifically referring to the quick succession, quick succession of firing two different guns uh, without much delay time between the two. Um, that is something that I, I won't explain how to do it, so that if you don't know that you, you can't learn it and abuse it. Uh, but those that have figured out how to circumnavigate the, the ready uh, animation for that are still abusing it from time to time. It is still an issue. Um, and I understand that that's a tricky thing. The thing that I wanted to touch on a little bit more personally is the sword because the sword should be, should be reliable. It should be the go-to weapon in my opinion for pirates. It is probably the one thing that most pirates used all the time. Um, shots were you know guns were were used back in the day they were you know frequently used but it was always a trick to keep your your uh, gun clean your powder dry um to be able to have uh, a flint to be able to to fire the gun when needed um it was used when you had to but the sword was always kind of your multi-purpose tool uh and as a result in sea of thieves i think it should be one of the more trusted things that you can rely upon especially with new players coming into the game 
we recently found out that uh, 25 million players have played Sea of Thieves, and a lot of that is thanks to the duration of time that the game's been out, uh, with the added uh, benefit of being on Game Pass Day 1, also cross-platform with PC, Steam, and Xbox. Um, and a real congratulations to the team for that, because I, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but it's absolutely amazing to think that 25 million people have played Sea of Thieves. It's, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. Most games would kill to have a player base touch their game that much. And many, many players get free games through the different services, whether it be uh, PS Plus or Xbox Gold, um, Nintendo. Never mind. Nintendo doesn't give away games. Um, but if you get games like that, you typically download them, but you don't usually start them. You usually just have them sitting in your backlog and you wanted to uh, get the free game from Epic because you didn't want to miss out because who knows, maybe you maybe you want to play it later on. Um, so 25 million is a real awesome number. So congratulations, Rare, for hitting that. I, I cannot believe that that many players has hit. It felt like just the other day it was 2019 and we were hitting 10 million players. Um, so the fact that we've more than doubled that in the last year and a half is is exceptional it's it's amazing so uh i wanted to congratulate that and i and i don't want this to feel like a backhanded compliment because i am very excited that 25 million people have played it and i think that it's going to get uh more and more as the content comes um but i i want to touch on my discontent with the sword um the sword feels clunky and unreliable it doesn't feel like i'm swinging it the way i used to be able to swing it um, with this being a game, it should be easy to, to register and understand and have a feel for it. Uh, and I, and I feel like I'm kind of coming back on this, the way a Halo player talks about the, the BR not feeling right or the needler being too strong, um, things like that. And I, I always kind of cringe when I hear them complain about how weapons don't feel right in Halo Infinite, uh, and think, you know, this is a new, this is a new installment. It's going to feel a little bit different than what you're used to, given the nature that this game franchise has been out 20 years but sea of thieves has been out for closing in on four and swords were fine swords were just fine before uh heart of fire when they started to play around with them um i went back through the patch notes to see kind of when this happened it was around heart of fire um and i'm i'm just not happy with it blocking doesn't feel adequate uh the the sword swings themselves the pauses between feel delayed they don't feel like they're actually swinging at the rate that they used to and uh sword lunging sword lunging is is just miserable right now um so many times i block and start to sword lunge and the left click register does not come in it's almost as if there's a, an internal cooldown that when you block you can't swing your sword and as a result, playing the way I'm used to playing, when I hit block and then I hit uh, attack to go into a sword lunge to ready up for like a sword leap off of a, a ship or, uh, or you know, I'm trying to go through a bunch of skeletons or I'm trying to jump over uh, a crab daddy to, to be able to get some damage without having to deal with the pummel. It feels bad because now that sword lunges can be interrupted with any kind of damage, whether it be a blunderbuss that's just one shot from a blunderbuss can take you out of a sword lunge, which... I really don't like. I really like being able to continue a sword lunge, even if I take the damage. Let me take the damage. If a dude blunders me in the face as I'm sword lunging, I should sword lunge. I shouldn't stand there stupid because I got hit with one or two pellets before I got the sword lunge off. It, it frustrates me. 
because he got his attack off without any problem. But if I'm using the sword, I'm trying to close the distance. That's the goal of the lunge. The lunge is to try and close in distance between you and your enemy because you're purposefully using a melee weapon. And if one little stray bullet takes you out of that, it totally, it totally neuters the entire sword experience. So let me sword lunge through damage and look at when I block, if I go into a sword lunge, I want to be able to have it responsive. I want to be able to sword lunge immediately after I block because blocking gives me the ability to move around as I'm going into a lunge that is very important for sword play. And right now, it just doesn't feel good. It feels clunky. It feels unresponsive. And I'm not happy with it. Um, so when I see in the patch notes, and I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir for the people that say that ranged and melee weapon hit detection is still a known issue. In areas of intense action, players may find themselves firing shots and landing strikes that do not cause damage to their targets. While small improvements continue to be delivered during our regular updates, we are continuing to investigate and identify further improvements to improve the player combat experience. Um, as we get further and further from the last Sea of Thieves podcast episode, the official podcast, not the unofficial like mine, um, we don't know when we're going to be getting a new episode, but whatever episode uh, timing does land on, um, I would like that they touch on this topic in particular in uh, what actions they are looking to do to address the netcode that is connected to the Azure servers and the game client to really try and address this, whether it be outside help. Uh, whether it be a rehashing of the system altogether, um, or if maybe there's a deeper philosophical issue that's going on with why we're having trouble balancing it because it's a double gun issue. If it's a double gun issue, then much like Asylum, uh, the the Twitter, the Sea of Thieves Twitch partner uh, stated, let's lock one of the sword uh, swords to one of the weapon slots and only have one gun per slot if that fixes uh hit detection double gun and uh sword sword combat then i'm i'm at this point i think i'm okay with it because that's typically how i play now if you're a double gunner and you like having the the fluidity of having a, a flintlocks and eye of reach or an eye of reach and a, a blunder i don't know anyone that uses a blunder flintlock if you do i'd be kind of curious as to what the uh what the the mentality is behind that um i understand and respect the people that want to use two guns i have done it plenty of times when dealing with certain encounters but for the most part, I typically live with a sword because it's a traversal mechanic. If they ever took out the sword lunge jump, I would really reconsider how often I need a sword. Um, if there's ammo available where I'm going to or if I have an ammo crate, because now that we have portable ammo crates, it becomes less of an issue for you to need a sword uh, because you don't need infinite ammo. You have an ammo crate. And it's fairly easy to refill it and you still get 50 shots. So I want to take some time. And, and you guys know me. I, I do this podcast every week. I try to keep it pretty upbeat and I like to address the, the critiques that I have about certain things. And this was one of those moments where I wanted to take some time with the patch notes uh, since it's a slow news week and touch on how I'm not happy with swordplay um, specifically. I'm, I'm, of course, hoping that uh, ranged detection for hit registration um, gets better. But I, at the same time, this is also something that's been a persisting problem since 2019. And uh, it's it's a it's a tough nut to crack. And they, it always requires tweaks. And 
feedback. So hopefully um, this little bit of feedback can help, uh, but I doubt that it will because it's not it's not tested or or uh, or submitted properly. But um, yeah. At, the, at this point, I feel like I'm a little frustrated with it. And uh, I know I'm not the only one, but I figured I'd take a moment to kind of speak to the people who uh, don't have a, a platform to be able to speak from uh, about this. So um, for their sake, Rare, I hope that you're willing to take a strong, hard look uh, next time you come back to give us an update on some of the things that are coming, uh, especially if the things that are coming in future content updates are quality of life fixes. Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that pirates, let's get back to the show. The last item on today's docket again, short news week. I didn't get any emails. I didn't have any questions. Um and we only had the patch notes to really go off of is of course the uh event for the Fury of the Damned. Um, the Wicked Web figurehead has been unlocked, and we are closing in on the last 20 million skeletons murdered in the next 10 days to be able to unlock the collector's Wicked Web figurehead. That is, of course, at the time of recording. By the time you listen to this, there's a strong chance that we will have already unlocked it, and you should be able to earn that. Um, I'm still very curious about how we are going to be getting the rest of the Wicked Web set, because as this event ends... There isn't any news on what is coming that may supplant the next event. I would imagine that the next event has some ties in with the Wicked Web set, given that the uh, Wicked Web set overall, whether it be the liveries or the cosmetics for your pirate, uh, are very prominent with the this season. So I imagine we'll probably be finding a way to unlock the rest of it in, a, in, in this case. And um, I wanted to talk about the progress for this event because uh, I, I originally had said, and Caleb corrected me, that I thought this event would be pretty easy to get through. Um, boy, was I wrong. Uh, I'll tell you how wrong I was. I found out that sinking a skeleton galleon uh, on an off wink, or off wink, wink, off week uh, without an alliance only gets you five favor. Five favor out of 2,000 for one skeleton galleon. Bear in mind, I'm solo slooping, so this is a lot tougher for me. Uh, but not something as tough as, say, like something someone on uh, a galleon or a brig. And uh, just to be clear, these were um, roaming skeleton galleons. It wasn't something that spawned on me. It was just something I went out and sought after because in my mind, I thought, hey, skeleton galleon, I'm a sloop. That's got to be worth a lot of favor. Nope, it's worth five. 
it's worth five favor and the skeleton captain skull that i got off of that that loot uh was worth 10 favor on an off week outside of an alliance now here's the weird thing um currently it is the the week of uh skeletons um you earn additional or two times uh during the army of the damned so if you defeat phantoms which i'm really going to start considering doing i want to check and see if you can actually do this in a tall tale to have it count i haven't tested that actually you know what i'm going to pause this podcast i'm going to go test this and i'm back and don't do that don't don't do what i did which was pirate's life tall tale 2 get through the swamp and then uh work out the little little lantern things with the with the lighthouse to get the uh black black dog to spawn to bring a bunch of you know phantoms on the beach so you kill them and then you you drop that quest and you come back and you cycle through it all you get 12 phantoms and a black dog and and i got i got yeah i got 12 uh 12 favor for all that time that was a waste of time i feel dumber for even thinking that that was going to be a good method that's not a good method so um anyway i i'm trying to remember what my thought was because i was so gung-ho about trying to uh (laughs) trying to find out if these phantoms uh were worth it or not but um basically if i if i'm if i'm retreading uh thoughts here i'm sorry but um the event i think is a little rough uh it's it's not casual friendly the way that the last season's events were which even last season uh people were kind of kind of frustrated with the uh what was it 200 siren gems you had to turn in um still very doable you had to basically go farm a bunch of athena uh, athena's thief havens runs because that was kind of the most guaranteed that you were going to be getting uh ocean crawler spawning uh on top of sirens on top of digging up gems um but you you ran the risk of dealing with people who knew why you were there uh with this one it's definitely built on the favor system which i i prefer uh but i think 2000 is too much um if it took me uh, a lot of effort to try and get up to what I'm at right now, which again, we've got 10 days left and I, I just barely got my blunderbuss tonight. Um, I'm sitting at 1,166 uh, after the, the 12 <laughs> from 100 or 1,153 to 1,166 after killing nine phantoms and black dog briar. Uh, I'm still trying to get my wicked web cannons. I want to get them. I've got 10 days. I'm going to be working on that. I know on the last seven days of this event, so after uh, the last few days, all of the different ways that you can earn favor will have the double multipliers or multipliers. So the first week it was uh, Fires of the Damned where you had to go out and defeat uh, uh, skeletons and ghosts of Grey Mar- Morrow, um, acquiring a new flame, things like that, and turning in, turning in, oh God, no, 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 it was just getting the flames. Um, then the next week it was the Ship of the Damned where you went out and you defeated ghost ships or skeleton ships or Flameheart's flagship or handing in crates of ancient bone dust, which still, still offers favor. And then this week, it's been the Armies of the Damned, which has the two times favor reward on it, where if you defeat phantoms, uh, skeleton lords, stronghold skulls that are turned into the Order of Souls, uh, or skeleton captains, um, or ashen lords, you earn favor that way. And I think this week is probably the best week to start it off. I think it's still really hard to go out and actually get these, especially on an off week. Next week, it's going to be two times favor for everything. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to say about this event is, uh, I was talking with some friends, uh, Kylie and Ern, 
and we were talking about this event and they they told me that they're probably going to be missing out on this these cosmetics um there's this is this is one of the busiest seasons we we have during the during the year for games uh, a lot of games come out right now a lot of games are demanding your attention and sea of thieves may not be your main game and if it's not that sucks it sucks and a lot of folks are gonna say that you know that's fine you know you're gonna miss out you gotta put your focus in what you want the most so and i and i agree to an extent um if i had to uh rate this event compared to others I think the implementation is great. I think the cosmetics are great. I think the duration is great. I think the uh, amount of favors is off. Uh, if I had my if I had my choice, I would have knocked off at least five hundred favors off of the end goal. Um, I think two thousand is too much. I think fifteen hundred would be fine. I think fifteen hundred is doable for a semi casual semi-hardcore someone that plays the game regularly um and and, and generally has a, a an opportunity to jump in um i will say that i have found a lot more uh organic alliances though uh typically through sloop players and just kind of sailing by joining an alliance and going on your merry merry way to do whatever it is you're planning on doing to work on these favors um that has been a lot more prolific in my sales uh the one thing that i did find out is um right now <laughs> and uh next week is the best time to be working on a fort of fortune because holy cow uh i was at 823 favors tonight before i started an alliance fort of the dam or fort of fortune uh by the end of the fort of fortune i took two stronghold skulls and one ancient bone dust to turn in uh in an alliance just so that because i'm a solar slooper uh i wasn't going to try and fight them for the loot i just wanted to get the credit for the actual kills and by the time we got done with the fort of fortune uh i went from uh 823 to 1153 favors so roughly about four or no two three hundred three hundred favor for one fort of fortune in an alliance during this week and that will persist into the next week uh in the last seven days where everything has double value so next week really is kind of the best time to really focus in on that uh, and make sure that you're getting those those goals. Um, but again, this isn't going to be easy. If you haven't already gotten up to the point where you're around a thousand favors, um, you're going to have you're probably going to miss out on this unless you do some hardcore grinding in the next 10 days. So hopefully you guys have been working on that. Um, it's also been tough because we have been doing the Fury of the Damned event this whole month. Uh, it has been tougher for me to find time when sailing to work on things like Merchant or Athena's Fortune. Uh, those are the two that have suffered the most. I'm not including Reapers because I haven't sailed with too many crews this week. I've just been sailing mostly solo when I can find time. And I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. So that's been eating a lot of the time that I normally would be sailing uh and and as a result i haven't really found a way to go out and just hunt reapers the way i way i would if i was in like a three person or a four person crew um again it's just a it's just a, a matter of me putting my focus in other places and i totally i totally understand that i do say that the event amount uh for favors is still too high um a thousand isn't too bad if if you know you're turning in one skull to the order of souls that only gets you 10 favor 
Uh, a crate of bone dust is 10 favor. Sinking a skeleton ship, five favor when you're not on the double double weekend. So it's it's kind of surprising how sparse the favors are given how much you have to do. It's not that this isn't in uh, inaccessible to players, but if you're only going to be playing a, a short amount of time over the course of a month um, and you don't take it too seriously, you're definitely going to miss out on these events. So I, I would like to see some balance on that. Um, I know this is a good goal for the hardcore. The hardcore probably looked at this and thought, finally, something that's actually driving me to play the game uh, more and more instead of just jumping in, spending a week on the event and then being done and bored for the next four weeks. So it's at least helped out with that. But we're starting to trend in that situation where I don't think it's as accessible to casual players as uh, other events where they're offering it. Uh, cosmetics like this um, as the rewards uh, which brings me back to the idea of when are we getting the rest of the rewards and will these technically be considered uh, time limited because I I haven't really seen anything that indicates in the the website that they have for, for the Fury of the Damned that this stuff uh, is going to be coming back um, I'm trying to read through some of this stuff as we're talking about it, and I and I don't see anything that indicates if this is going to be um, time limited or not. Outside of that, there's not a whole lot else going on. As I keep reiterating, uh, the current SOT shot contest is spooky themed. So if you're on Twitter or Instagram, different social medias, and you're trying to get those uh, golden hour sales, the current uh, event is spooky. Uh, there's plenty of spooky stuff in the cosmetics that are offered this month uh, or this update, I should say, to try and get an interesting uh, or interesting shot out there for you. So good luck to those that are attempting the SOT shot. I think I put one out uh, just recently to see if I could actually uh, win. I, I tried last last uh, event and, and didn't quite win, hoping that that's still the case. Also, the sales of sharing are now available. Those are going uh, on till November 10th. So if you want the uh, sales of sharing, if you want to donate to No Kid Hungry, uh, you can purchase those and um, earn those those sales and give to a good cause. Uh, I think the the charity stream that happened, uh, they raised twenty three thousand dollars for No Kid Hungry. I really appreciate that. And uh, the deadline for the spooky scenes uh, for the SOT shot contest that is on the November third, so uh, the day before the end of the event. So get out there, get your different uh different cosmetics on for the spooky theme come up with an idea and uh, get those photos uh unedited posted to social media with at sea of thieves and hashtag sot shot just a reminder that there is the crown channel stream that should be the last one for this month that is uh offering the ancestral cosmetics you have to watch during the event for at least uh i believe is actually i tell you what i'll take a look at uh fluffy who was on the discord you can join the discord by joining into uh or looking into the show notes you too can find the uh links to join the discord uh, fluffy sheep put in that the gauntlet cosmetics are earned by watching 15 minutes gold gets awarded as points total targets are earned by the hero crew solving puzzles and the last 5k gold is earned by the crew at the tavern in the last 10 minutes when they have to go up to the sea dog tavern and complete the obstacle course up there if they do so then there's another 5k 
uh, offered for that. So you have to make sure you watch for at least 15 minutes. That is every Tuesday this month, starting 12 p.m. PST, 3 p.m. EST, and 8 p.m. BST. So make sure you're uh, logging in to Twitch, searching CFEs or searching the Crown channel, and making sure that you were watching the gauntlet for CFEs. This is, I believe, the last week for that, headed up by uh, the community members and CFEs are rare. One thing I did learn this week, if you are on a PC and you have the uh, GOG app, that is the storefront for GOG, um, good old games, you can have your Sea of Thieves installed there. And if it's hooked up to your Microsoft account, then what it does is it actually shows you your total playtime for Sea of Thieves. So I was curious about this because I saw a uh, post about this to see like, you know, if you want to see your full time uh, based on games that are in the Microsoft account, you can use the GOG uh, app on your PC to do that. And uh, according to the GOG app, now bear in mind, I am playing on a multitude of different consoles and platforms. I've been playing on the Steam version. I've been playing on the Windows. 10 version as well as the xbox version according to it i have over 1700 hours in sea of thieves so i don't know how accurate this is it seems like it's pretty accurate and i don't quite understand how gog has access to this information uh comparatively the next played uh or most played game that i checked was actually cyberpunk just out of curiosity and I have over 200 hours in Cyberpunk, the other show, the other podcast that I do, uh, the Cyberpunk Lorecast. Um, so kind of interesting. Uh, maybe those of you out there can uh, jump on PC, download the GOG app, and uh, take a look and see if your Microsoft Sea of Thieves account reflects what you think is actually the uh, the main one too. If you're playing on Steam and it shows your hours, maybe you could download the, uh, the GOG app as well and just cross-reference it, see if your Steam uh, hours count as well and see if that, that maxes uh, out. Maybe Steam isn't included because it's a different storefront. I don't know, but based on the, the information that I found, the Microsoft account is logging in over 1,700 hours uh, for Sea of Thieves. Kind of happy about that. Uh, I figured it'd be more, but it's, it is what it is. A little bit of feedback that I got. I was talking to Trickster uh, last night, and as we were sailing around working on different things and killing skeletons, um, there was an interesting idea that came about as a result of the uh, insiders and how you can introduce an, a way to basically catch up on the cosmetics. If you've been behind, like I have, as far as logging in each week to do an hour. Uh, when I do the insiders, I rarely ever do the insiders because I try not to get spoiled on the content that's coming out. That way I don't have to sit there and think about what's been posted uh, like uh, publicly and what's been posted in the NDA. Uh, when I'm talking about content and stuff like that with other people, most of the stuff that I try to pull from uh, for, for the news and stuff and for speculation is based on what they've talked about in the past, not what's been in the NDA. So I try to stay relatively unspoiled by uh, things that are going on in the insiders. Um, I still try to get in there once in a while, but if like me, you don't get in every week uh, to get your hour in so that you can get closer and closer to those silver blade cosmetics, um, it's tough and daunting to want to try and jump in there for the hour if you know you're only going to be getting gold. So while talking to Trickster, he came up with the idea that if you were currently behind on the most recent week of uh, unlocks, 
remove the gold and doubloons that are are in there i think it's just gold uh remove the the currency rewards and just offer the cosmetics until you're caught up that way each week you are effectively skipping three weeks worth of currency in exchange for getting more caught up with the cosmetics that are being rewarded because at this point they continue to offer new cosmetic types for the insiders um, as well as as different uh, items like a, a cat and because of that you're always going to be behind and when you're you know months and months behind in the insiders it doesn't feel as incentivizing when you see new people uh, showing off their new insiders cosmetics because you know that you're so far behind so because of trickster uh, i wanted to pose this idea out there and i want to hear back from the community to see if they agree with this and if it's something that rare should implement and that is to say that if uh you are behind in the insiders that you will you can you can remove the currency option in lieu of a new system that gets you each week a new cosmetic up until you reach the current week of unlocks. That way, once you get caught up, you get the currency back and you're on the same schedule as everyone else. But if you're missing out on a month or a year's worth of cosmetics and currency, you can forego the currency in lieu of getting fast or getting caught up faster. Those are those are kind of my thoughts and ideas. Uh, so um, actually, it's not my idea. It's Trickster's idea. I'm just presenting it here because I liked it so much. So if you like that, let me know. Uh, I'd love to 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 hear how you guys feel about it. And uh, like I said, this is going to be a short week, so there's not much really going on. Um, I wanted to make sure that something got out for you instead of skipping an episode because it's uh, not really that busy around Sea of Thieves as far as news goes. And at least give some thoughts on some of the different things that are going on in the Sea of Thieves that I, I was, I've been thinking about lately and with the help of those like uh, Kazia and, uh, or Kylia and, um, and uh, Earn. So thank you to you who reached out to me earlier, those of you who left feedback, as well as those who chatted with me as we were sailing around to talk about some of the different things that you've been thinking about in Sea of Thieves. If you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. Head over to the show notes. You'll find my gamer tag. You'll find the email for the show at Captain Logan or C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always reach out to me at Pod or at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. Uh, that's where I spend most of my time. I tweet way too much and uh, my gargoyle tweets have been taken off and that's crazy because they're gargoyle tweets and not Sea of Thieves tweets. Uh, more people seem to be interested in gargoyles right now than Sea of Thieves for, for whatever I'm I'm putting out there. So that's weird. Uh, and otherwise, I'm going to be in the Discord. So community episode is kicking off next week. We're going to be doing it on the 30th at 2 p.m. PST, uh, 5 p.m. EST and 10 p.m. BST. Make sure that you are there. I think that's 7 a.m. Uh, Australian time for the sake of uh, our Australian uh, patrons and uh, we're going to be talking to them about their thoughts and their feelings and what they want to talk about so uh, join in tune in for that next week it should be out on the 1st of November and pirates with that thank you I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves
smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the Wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades. It's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarin. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from.